birds unsaid. Just lonely feelings left away in my head. I trap myself further every time I stay quiet. I should start to speak. Hello, we're back. Hey. Hello. <laughs> it's the consensus, ladies. And I know we've been gone for so long. I think it's been like it's been over a year since Gosh, we've recorded. Too long, too long. That's so long. I know, right? Um, so yeah, we're back and we're ready to rumble. You know, um, we've been having a lot of people contacting us saying, you know, every time there's been an issue in politics, oh, where are your voices? We miss you. We would love to hear your um, perspective on certain things. But obviously we all work in politics. So it's very, oh, well, majority of us work in politics and it's very hard to gather the time. But, you know, we're making the commitment to ensure that we give you great content every week. Um, So, you know, just because we have been away for a while, we're going to discuss, well, I'm going to just give you like a lowdown of how consensus works. So there was eight of us. Um, two of us are members or supporters of the Labour Party. Two are members or supporters of the Conservative Party. Two are members or supporters of, su- members and supporters of the Liberal Democrats. And um, two are members of the Green Party. And obviously, because we're busy, we've had to split ourselves into two groups um, where we'll be recording every other week. But you will know who's speaking. And we hope that um, the more you listen to us, the more you will hear who you will gather who is speaking or you will hear by our tones, etc. So just to get started, um, I'm Jen. I am the creator and one of the co-hosts of Consensus. And today I have with me Koyan and I'm a Conservative supporter. And I'm Mel and I'm a member of the Liberal Democrats. Oh yeah, I forgot to say that I'm a member of the Labour <laughs> and Cooperative Party. So they're two separate parties, but you know, if they're standing for election, um, they run as one um, party. So yeah. yeah. So guys. Hi. How are Hi. you? It's so good, good to be back. I've missed this. this. So <laughs> bizarre. And guys, we're in the studio this time. I'm not recording in our office. Is this? <laughs> own microphones, everything. I know. The quality right? is up. <laughs> Trust me, we've got like sweets and stuff. So yeah, really, really excited. So for the first topic today, we're going to be talking about um, being a member, supporter of a party mm. and um, agreeing and agreeing but also being able to disagree with certain policies or certain Mm. stances Mm -hmm. that the party holds so um who wants to start off who wants to kick off I just want to put it out there I think it's so difficult like party discipline and like the pressures of you know having to compromise your own beliefs with like a party like there may be a certain aspect that you agree with with a party but there are something else you're like you know I actually can't agree with this especially with like Brexit for example like how do you feel like when you, so you know how there were all those MPs that were just like, they had the whip removed. Colin, could you explain what the whip removes if someone isn't aware of that? So basically, um, the whip is basically like, how do I explain this? Like sort in, of the party in, discipline like, machine? Yeah, it's like a discipline machine. So basically the party will kind of instruct you how to vote on specific issues. And if you go against that, then you can have the whip removed, which means that you're no longer an MP for that party. So you'll just have to stand as an independent. Can I just interject? Yeah. However, most times when people do go against the party the whip's not necessarily yeah. removed you it's might just, just have like you just might get told off yeah. or something like that but it's the incredible it's like the nuclear option yeah so that was really shocking when you know about was it 20 or so mps mm-hmm. just had the whip removed so like imagine also if you want to stand as like a tory mp and you know you agree with a lot of their um policies but when it comes to brexit you and the government are not really seeing eye to eye so that is actually something that can prevent you from becoming an mp because you know now i feel like you have to kind of have that hard kind of line when with regards to brexit if you want to stand to be a tory because if not then you're 
effectively not even going to have a chance of standing in that in like an area that you want because you're not agreeing on this fundamental issue Mm. so it's really difficult like how are they gonna I I don't really know I don't really know because I haven't really spoken to many people who are actually standing now and if they do agree with Brexit or if they're just kind of saying that they do so that they can become an MP and kind of further their career there's that kind of balance well I think we lasted about four minutes before not even that about a minute before Brexit was mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, no, I think that indicates everything. Labour and the Tories, and especially, have always yeah. been sort of a broad church. They've mm. all been very proud that you can have people like Tony Blair and Jeremy Corbyn being in the same party. Yeah. That Rory Stewart and Sir Edward Lee can be in the Conservatives, mm. who are very, they're quite different, relatively mm. different. But do you think then perhaps that Brexit is? redefining what party loyalty means it used to go from being that you endorse ideals to being endorsing specific policies maybe yeah and I think it's also very difficult with Brexit because obviously there's so many obstacles that are preventing it from happening so I don't know like why I don't know why it's now that with Boris's government that if you don't agree with the Brexit stance that you have to you're going to get the whip removed um, it's 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 a tough one to be honest with you. I'd... Yeah, and then I want to speak on it from like a member's point of view. I also feel like as a member of a political party, regardless of if you have a position or not, mm-hmm. you should be able to agree and disagree with certain aspects exactly. of the politi- politics yeah. or your party's lines. I just think that you know if you disagree, it's it's. I feel like the party should welcome you know yeah. your thoughts when. You disagree on um, certain things because it helps them to build arguments when they're going against like other parties. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's diversity. That's what the benefits of diversity is, is having like a better perspective. But then it's it's difficult as well because like obviously the government needs their MPs to support them as well in Mm. order to get through like... But then, but then like, I feel like it's also about your integrity you why would you support something if you don't believe in it well a lot of mps do that to be honest yeah i know and that's and then that's bad because <laughs> it's this, for your career as well at the end of the day yeah, being an mp is a career move essentially obviously you're supposed to be there to you know um represent the views of your constituency but essentially it is a job as well and yeah and as, as, it's not i'm not saying that i agree with it to to the full extent but at the same time like a lot of MPs are also thinking about their own career move as well because obviously a lot of them they want to be in cabinet they want to have they don't just want to be a backbencher because sometimes there's that argument that backbenchers are not really effective in anything so they want to be able to progress in their in their career and doing that unfortunately sometimes that might mean you having to go against your own beliefs and that, that's where the, that's where the balance um that's where the contrast is and is it is it right that you have to go against your own beliefs in order to kind of progress with your career or kind of go with the party line but then at the same time i feel like you know when you are a public servant you know mm. it's not about your like Although it's a job, I don't feel like you should be thinking about career progression, etc. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like when you're a public servant, you know, your, your essential job is to serve the public. And my thing is, if your constituents want you to vote a certain way or do a certain thing, I think that's how you should vote regardless You should always do that into consideration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then again, that's very difficult as well. And, because I know, your constituency oh, is not going to have any sort of consensus on a certain issue <laughs> yeah, as well. Know, and but, it's only the people that like that reach out to you maybe on social media or the people oh it's only the people on social media or something that will you know be the vocal few that like you must vote for the way that I want you to but what about the whole what about the rest of the constituency that probably doesn't want you to vote with that kind of yeah so do you feel there's not much debate within your parties perhaps about policy or do you think that because we're looking at how to balance being a member of a party with um your own beliefs and ideals and you joined a party because overall mm. there is overlap yeah but what about you what about your party because we we've said from the labor side and the kind of like well i mean side. there's there's a high element of debate in the liberal democrats like mm. there isn't like across yeah. all the parties so you can go onto facebook there's a number of different facebook groups that mm. always have debate going on yeah. there's a subreddit um our conference is very interactive mm. um so yeah i know that not every policy that we have reflects the entirety of our membership yeah. mm. um and there have been disagreements. There have been sort of within the world of the Lib Dems, high yeah. profile resignations. <laughs> However big that world yeah. is. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, um, I mean, myself, broadly, I obviously support um, 
our policies and our manifestos. I'm very mm-hmm. happy being in the Liberal Democrats, but I think it is yeah. interesting to see how some people have referred to their parties leaving them rather than them leaving their parties. Yeah. Mm. So do you think um, that we're seeing like, is this tying into sort of political realignment perhaps? If people are feeling their parties are moving away from them, does that mean that the benchmark of sort of, you know, like the right, centre and left in politics is changing? And that's why there's greater dissent, greater unhappiness between sort of policies and membership. Mm. I don't know, you know. And I think it's very, I think it's also the individual as well that's very much like me, me, me. So when something is not kind of going in your direction you you are the one that tries to move the alignment of you know whether we're in the center or whether we're too far to the left or something mm-hmm. or, or too far to the right um like what do you guys think about like all the like a number of the mps that have been just kind of going towards the lib dems and have just moved from the conservatives uh, well majority of them are to me that just shows your career politician yeah and i feel like it doesn't show that you know like, you, i'm really you really sorry. care you really care about your constituents um, at the end of the day If you don't like What your party is doing I think you should Remain independent I do not yeah. feel like You should um, Join another party Based on the fact That your constituents Actually voted For yeah. you To be a member yeah. Of that party So the Labour And the Tory MPs That you know Stepped down And then went to um, What do you call it To the Liberal Democrats mm-hmm. I just feel like You know Like they, sh- they In my opinion I just feel like They should have done that I feel like they should have Waited um, till the next general election and then stand mm. on the Lib, Lib Dems um, ticket rather than do it whilst they were um, whilst there hasn't been a general election yeah. do you know what I mean? I think that's a fair point to make I mean my perspective is you know there is an element of they people should do by-elections I think that's yeah. totally, okay, totally yes. understandable but I also feel that these are somewhat unusual times mm. and that's not an excuse it's yeah. not an excuse it's just add in context because you can't not include context at the moment because everything is so delicate um and i think people are really trying to make a statement um is where i was where i come from and i don't think necessarily that um sometimes maybe they do genuinely feel they they do feel that the liberal democrats are their political home and unfortunately i know i know but (laughs) constituents elect candidates I know it's not very clear all the time because of the way that our politics has become so party political um, that people want to vote for Jeremy Corbyn and not vote for their local MP. But the fact is they're not voting for Jeremy Corbyn. They're voting for a person whose name is on a paper who has who is a membership. Of a party. Yeah, but the party's evolved after candidates. But you're also elected on that manifesto exactly. that you joined that party. Yeah, that makes sense. So, That's for example, true. like That's fair. I find I agree with you, Jen. Like, I do actually think that a lot of them are career politicians, and I find it like funny because, for example, like Sam Gima, for example, like he mm. was standing <laughs> to be, you know, prime minister of the Conservative Party, and then he's now joined the Liberal Democrats. Yeah, sure. Like Anna Subri, for example. Okay, fair enough. She made her own independent party. I don't know how many of those parties there are. <laughs> they went to the independents, whatever. They joined the collective, you know, Lib Dems, Labour and all that stuff. But the problem is, is that at the moment, the only thing that's unifying, all of, uniting all of these people is the fact that it's Brexit, basically. So when it comes to other policies, are you trying to tell me oh, that you're no, 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 no longer... There is a vetting procedure in place. They have very thorough conversations with the local parties. The, yeah. the, the important thing is that the local parties have consented to this yeah. because obviously there'll be PPCs and candidates mm. there who have campaigned a lot over um, the last few years against the Liberal Democrats on different enough. platforms. But it's not just... It's not a... It, 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 in their speeches, they're there. making... Like, they're making it about... Brexit though because they're saying you know Lib Dems are the party for Remain etc et yeah but people even made the Colleen Rooney Rebecca Vardy thing about Brexit that's joining a whole different party that supposedly is very different to your original viewpoints if you think about it and then for you to then just kind of go to the Lib Dems I feel like I don't want to sound mean when I say this but I feel like they're using the Lib Dems as like a political dumping ground like so yeah. all the people who aren't happy with the Brexit um, stance, of their, stance party. of their party they're like okay let's go to the Lib Dems because I might have a chance of winning um, a seat because I mean, if anyone joins the Lib Dems it's a positive <laughs> career move they need to be checked no but I definitely feel like some of them definitely are doing that thing yeah no and I agree with it's, you it's I mean, look at Chukka. I mean, how many parties has he Jesus, been in? Don't even <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I find it, I'm finding that very bizarre. Um, but maybe it's also that 
the Labour Party has moved so far away from him that the Conservatives have moved, I mean, so far away from Sanjima that when they look at it, lib- like a lot of parties have overlaps anyway. They're not three mm. columns. Yeah, yeah, there's course. obviously yeah, overlap. There's definitely, it's not yeah. unrealistic that I could support, well, any any candidate really. I, I There are policies in the Conservatives. Yeah. I like there's policies in Labour. Yeah, I like yeah, policies yeah, in Greens. Yeah, I, like. I get what you're saying. So it's not like, I know that joining a party and voting for a party are very different. But again, it's like making that statement. It's about making a good case for something. Yeah. And I don't think that if, if it was, I just think, yeah, at the point that he got to where it was that, the Labour Party just held ideal or had just evolved from his perspective. I'm not saying this is definitive, obviously, but that he could conceivably see himself as a Lib Dem. Then the, that's what happened. The problem with Chuka is that he hasn't changed. No, but the problem with Chuka is been that a he, politician. The problem with him is that I agree with you in that sense. But then he then created his own party on the fundamentals that you know politics is broken. You mm-hmm. know we need to we need to go against the establishment. Okay, that's fine. But then you then went and joined the establishment again for what your career because he knew that being a member or being a MP as an independent is a lot more difficult mm. than being and that was shown in the European elections as well so mm. for for me especially the ones that went to to form their own group and then went back into a different party like I'm looking at you like you're definitely a career politician there's no point coming like in there's no point trying to spin it any other way because that's literally how I feel about yeah, you yeah right I, 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 I kind of get that but then at the same time when um what's his name Chuka yeah. is saying that the you know Labour has moved far away from him. I feel like the way Labour is now is how it was back in the seventies, etc. So I feel like you know you're gonna have the times where you know the Labour Party is gonna move left mm-hmm. or it's gonna move centre. Yeah. So and I think like as a member of the Labour Party, we should accept that. Do you know what I mean? Um, and he, I just feel like he because he couldn't become the leader of the Labour Party, that's why he's he's. He's been attacking Jeremy Corbyn since Jeremy's been in position. And he's been looking for reasons to leave the party. Mm. And thank God he's gone because <laughs> we, we, no, honestly, we, I, I, like, I think it's important. Yeah, you can, you can have your disagreements with your leader and you can voice it, but to consistently do it since the day he's been elected, nah, man, I, I, I don't rate that. Do you mm. know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So. Well, he seems very happy in the Lib Dems, and we're more than happy to have. <laughs> well, him. let's see how long we'll for. Let's see how long we'll see you now, Westminster. Anyone against Mark? No offense to anyone against Smartfield. I'm happy to hear. Right? <laughs> I'm literally like everyone. Wait, is, that, is Smartfield the one that grabbed up that? He's the one that grabbed that woman. Yeah. I don't know why he's still an MP. To be honest, but you know. Mm-hmm. We move. Mm-hmm. We digress. So, <laughs> but yeah. So okay. Finally. So um, you know, we were just talking about the the left, centre, right. So you know, there's a lot of um, parties that have factions within them. Mm-hmm. Do any of your parties have factions? Because I know my party does. What's what would you say the biggest ones are in Labour? So we have momentum and progress. But then you, but then <laughs> can you can you not? Can you not? Just to let you know, nah. a disclaimer, I'm not a member of any faction. I don't subscribe <laughs> to any faction. I'm just a normal Labour member. Good. However, we do have um, Momentum, which is like the real left. And then when I say the real left, I mean like real... Like <laughs> old school the, left. Old like school straight left. To and the then left. you have like soft Labour, which is open Labour. Is that like sort of Yvette Cooper in that or is she a bit more progress would you say just to help people try and place politicians they know um, on, the, on the spectrum so someone like um oh my god i was tweeting her the other day oh she's a 2017 general election um oh, her name begins with oh rebecca long bailey no 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 Long-Bailey. she's in canterbury oh rosie duffield yeah oh she's, she's the one that did that lovely uh speech yeah, oh gosh that was Ro- so moving yeah rosie duffield she's um she's like um soft left soft left mm. and what's his name um oh alex What's his surname? Oh, oh it's so bad that I don't know all right. Sobel? Yes. Yes. He's part of Soft Left. And then you have like the center, the moderates, yeah. which oh, is right, progress. Right. So that's some that's people like I think I would class Yvette Cooper's yeah. as progress. Um and people like Stella Creasy. I think Jess Phillips would be classed as that. And then momentum is more like Jeremy Corbyn, John McDonald, Diane Abbott. Um, I don't know if she actually subscribes to them, but she's like on that left-leaning side. But um, so those are the ones that we have. And um, yeah, so do you guys have any in your parties? 
Yeah, so I guess, I mean, if for those who don't know, the Liberal Democrats uh, came about through a party merger in the 80s. So the Liberal Party of Britain had been around for 100, 200 years. Old school, very old. Um, And in 1981, four Labour MPs split from the Labour Party to form the Social Democratic Party. And some years later, they merged to become the Liberal Democrats. So our kind of, it's not really like strong factions. They're not like groups that are specifically named. We have named organisations, but... Um, it's sort of split between, I guess, um, the classic liberals who are sometimes called orange bookers because they, what are you laughing for? No, they, no, no, no. <laughs> orange bookers. Orange. Yeah. They, so a few of them, a few years ago, wrote this thing called the orange book, um, which was basically sort of, um, economic li- liberalism, sort of free and open markets, just showing how, I don't know, the, the market can solve society's problems or whatever. And then on the other hand, you've got the social liberal the Social Democratic Party uh, or the Social Democrats, who I think are sort of more represented by a group called the Social Liberal Forum, who sort of use socially progressive solutions to problems. Um, I suppose that's kind of, yeah. Like most parties, it's the left and the right, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, that's it really. We don't really have like, so I wouldn't say that we really have something that's the equivalent of like momentum and sorry, what's the other one called? Progress, Progress or like open labor. I don't think I don't do you do you have something on They're the not level like really of official membership level yeah. organizations? Because momentum is basically an official It exists, doesn't it? Yeah, it? yeah. It's a membership. So, so I don't know about um open labor, but I know the labor um momentum and progress, they're both fee paying memberships. Yeah. So well, they're memberships that you pay for. We definitely don't have something on that level. Oh, so but then do I you was have... mistaken earlier. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's the Liberal Forum and the Social so... Liberal No Liberal Reform and the Social <laughs> Liberal Forum yeah. who are like roughly yeah. sort of the two camps, but no one's yeah. it's not like beef or anything really. Yeah. I oh, think no, like, with no. us we have beef. Oh I know. <laughs> I would say now, especially, oh God, how many times am I going to say Brexit? But (laughs) with like Brexit, I feel like now the mains will probably be like, you know, the one nation Tories, like kind of to the left. But then you can also have one nation Tories who want Brexit. It's very confusing. There's one nation Tories and there's like, I would say like the far right, which is kind of like the ERGs mainly. What's ERGs? So so like the European Research Group, you know, they were were like very, they're very much, you know, (laughs) and <laughs> um, you know when it comes to like brexit they just want everything to be you know finished everything hard brexit and they had quite especially in theresa may's era like they did make some a lot of um progress within mm. the party um so that's like you know the jacob reese mogs etc and then before he left like the rory stewart's i would say will be on the other end so those are like that's okay. an example of like the conflicting like oh, okay. sides in the party but I would, but it's yeah, it's funny. I don't think we have something on the level of momentum. Like obviously, there's young Can Tories. Can we just stop saying momentum? It's not only and momentum. progress. Sorry, Thank you. sorry. You progress. everybody likes. It. I'm not. I'm like I said. I'm not. Yeah, but momentum is bigger, bigger than progress, right? Or more visible because of now, know. because yeah. of now, because, now because of, of Jeremy. It. Before Jeremy, when Ed mm. was in progress, were out there. Yeah. There wasn't really nothing. Momentum hadn't even yeah. been, hadn't formed. It formed on the back of Jeremy. Um, Jeremy Jeremy Corbyn yeah. getting getting elected or no that actually started as a campaign it was his campaign yeah that was it and then um, they campaigned for him and then obviously they formed Momentum yeah. that's how it started so um, obviously a lot of people who join it really love Jeremy Corbyn so yeah. I don't know why you're rolling your eyes queen oh no yeah. I was about to sing his song oh Jeremy <laughs> Corbyn <Yeah>. no stop <laughs> what's next what's next so, yeah. but I want to ask a question because I have this view that um, I don't really like factions. Mm-hmm. I feel like you are entitled to believe in what you want to believe in, but actually subscribing to a faction, I think is detrimental to black and mixed race people. Um, just because when you're going up for selections, um, I've seen it in a Labour Party where, you know, there'll be uh, uh, someone in place to stand or someone who was a councillor say for example mm. and um another member of one of the factions who is white is placed against them and they get the numbers and that black or mixed race person is um voted out but that person is needed because there's not that many council there's not that many councillors within the constituencies yeah. so i feel like personally my own view is i feel like factions are det- i feel like they're detrimental to everyone in general but i feel mostly to black and white people, what do you guys think? I think that's a really fair point to make. Everything is also is already so um, like cliquey within politics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much of like who you know. I find in some parties that the same people you often see doing the same things over and over and over again, and it's like really difficult to get into those spaces because mm. 
everyone votes for each other, like all yeah. their mates. So yeah, I think that's a good point that if you right. further divide yourself and put yourself into even smaller and smaller, smaller holes, it'll be harder for people to pick you out and, yeah. and see you. It's yeah. difficult as well because um, we know some people as well that like you're a member of a party and there are some things that you don't agree with. And mm. then they're like, sorry. And they go through your tweets or they go through things that you said. They're like, sorry, you can't say this. This is bad for the party. This is bad for this. But it's your own personal opinion. Like, why can't you have your own personal opinion? You're not going to agree with everything that your party says or does. But they want to, it's like they want to be seen as some united, I don't want to call it a cult. Because that's like quite rude. (laughs) But like, it's just everything that, everything that that party does, they, they can't do wrong. There's no wrong that they can do. Like everything you have to agree with. And I feel like that's just, no, it just you just removes the individual yeah. from the party. And like, it's you as a person, like you're not all joined together and mm. have to agree to everything. And I think it's so wrong for you to then say, well, sorry, you can't be a member of this party anymore then. Mm, that's a nice segue into our next um, topic um, about language moderation and social media. Um so, um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion. Well, last month there was a lot of discussion about Boris Johnson using the words such as surrender, act, betrayal and traitor. Um, and I just wanted to get your views on, you know, the way we language is used in politics and um, specifically in Parliament. I think all MPs are guilty of using um, flamboyant language and politics mm-hmm. and they're actually quite hypocritical as well when it comes to um criticizing someone else for saying something because yeah. they actually forget that they've said exactly the same thing <laughs> and not exactly the same not thing, the same but, thing yeah, but they, they said they something, something similar to, yeah, or something on that kind of yeah, extent and um i think also people i think mps also forget that they're people kind of look up to them so they know so by them doing this kind of thing, they're, they're, what's the word I'm looking for? They're riling up people to yeah. have this kind of, you know, con- conflict within each, like with each other. So I definitely feel like MPs have to be so careful with the kind of language that they're using because they have to remember they are public servants and people are looking to yeah. them yeah. as if kind of- they set of, a bad standard of behavior, then exactly. other people will happily be like, oh, well, if that's how they act there, this is how I can act and speak but they do yeah. set a bad example they do they because do. they'll be shouting in um what you call it they, they shout in the chamber making noises and i'm and i always say this like imagine we were in school and we behaved in that sort of <laughs> manner we would be sent out we would be given detention but yet you know the people who make the legislation in our country behave like that and i think it's wrong yeah. um and i know like john burko there's times where he's tried to tell people you know pipe down and yeah. don't behave yeah. but you know I mean, he's also that place needs discipline. He's not a disciplinarian. (laughs) He's not really. I think as much as I like him, but I just feel like sometimes he's he's also part of the problem. He 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 enjoys the spectacle. Yeah, Yeah. he really does. And that's and that's the thing that makes it so enjoyable to watch. Like it is, I enjoy watching debates. Like, Mm. (laughs) and uh, it's good to see like a good. I know that part of his part of the speaker's main responsibility is to ensure that there is good debate. Not like that. Everyone is. necessarily a good speaker but that you know everything happens in good time that the variety of speakers are chosen to contribute to the debate and such um but yeah i do feel that it's become quite acceptable somehow i don't know when it started because looking at previous times it hasn't been that way but it's it's become like more acceptable to um i think it's just the level of noise like the level of noise freaks me out not freaks me out but you know it's like you pay attention (laughs) when you're watching it you just can't think how are they making so much noise and then all of us work in parliament as well so we're watching what's happening on the tv and i have to lower down the um, tv because it's so loud (laughs) (laughs) can you just relax and imagine like being in that room which is like a an a mostly windowless airless mm. chamber like, and it's, it's tiny ne- it's tiny it's intended to be confrontational other yeah. parliaments around the world kind of wised up and decided that they would have a more sort of collegiate setup like a horseshoe shape instead of it being one side directly facing the other and people sat at individual seats to try and mm. i guess yeah make it less confrontational however you know that they're going through the renewal and restoration <laughs> yeah. stuff. apparently um the temporary chamber that they want to build is not going to be the same as yeah, the be. old chamber. It's going to be more. Yeah. It's going to be more modern. Yeah, but that's only really temporary, though. Yeah, but then they'll go what, back to what it was. No, 
it might yeah they might do but apparently they might use also okay. use that second chamber for something else Fair. they like, might use it yeah. um, from time mm. to time or they may make it into um so they may make it for um the education center so oh, that you know young cool. people yeah. can come and actually That's do debates cool. there i have yeah. a question quickly yeah. before we go on so do you feel like you know when mps are in the chamber a lot of them do you feel like they're kind of playing up to the whole spectacle so that later on they can go on twitter and just you know write some <laughs> yes massive caption or do you think it's definitely like real frustration that they're fed up with the i think it's a bit of both it's a bit of both you can't help but yeah. not be sort of swept up in it all like you could probably yeah. go in thinking i'm gonna be super cool i'm not gonna like let myself get emotional or overreact to anything and then soon you'll be screaming at the <laughs> screaming at someone sitting on yeah. the opposite side when they say something yeah. you disagree with and i think something that i don't know if it's necessary to point out but the way that the House of Commons chamber is set up, you have loads of microphones everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're watching at home, you can only hear what's being picked up on the microphones. When you're actually in the room, you can hear what probably people are muttering everywhere yeah. around you. So that is not pleasant. No matter who you are, it can't be nice to be standing there trying to deliver a speech or a rebuttal or whatever and just have that murmuring. Yeah. I just can't feel that's like very pleasant. So I think that also kind of adds to the hot confrontational and unpleasant toxicity which doesn't always come across that well on tv when you're only seeing the people who are being filmed at that time because Mm. other people around looking at each other muttering blah 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 yeah you're right yeah but to be fair in terms of um you know language there is when you look at the parliamentary glossary it actually does say that you know unparliamentary language mm-hmm. is breaking the rules of politeness and that you know usually a speaker will ask for someone to withdraw their comments and if they refuse they'll be suspended so mm. now i just feel like nowadays that's not happening no. in terms of people's yeah. language because i remember when um dennis skinner granddad skinner i love calling him that <laughs> when i think about work i'm literally like granddad skinner um when when he said dodgy dave do you remember oh, that yeah, yeah, and then the speaker yeah, asked him to and he left didn't he leave yeah but he was suspended for the rest of this um house sitting that day um but that i haven't seen something like that happen in a while and there are some Berker things loves it he, this is what he thrives off of. yeah he but it was even him. it was him that suspended um yeah but in this day and age especially with like you know he's a bit of an like I don't know. I don't want to say this. And like, you know, he doesn't like a lot of them as well. Personally, that's how I feel. He doesn't so like he, a lot of them. Like MPs. a lot of the MPs. So I feel like he's reveling in like, you know, the, the fact that they're beefing yeah. one another. Okay, yeah. fair enough. But and I, he li- this is what he likes. He thrives off of this, you know, because when he's, when he's like trying to tell them off, he's always trying, he always comes back with an insult. Have you know, like yeah, in a sophisticated yeah. way. And, and I always it's funny to watch. And he's so small as mm. well. And he just, it's funny to watch, but that's not what you need all the time. That's like, true. You know, yeah. that's true. You know, like obviously he's stepping down on the thirty first, thirty first of October, and apparently the new speaker is going to be elected um, in the first week of November. Yeah. So obviously, some of the speakers have been speak. Some of the candidates um, have been speaking out against the way he has um, acted. What yeah. are your thoughts about that? I personally, I've really tweeted about it. And I said, um, like, why is it now yeah. that they're speaking out against him? Uh, why they I haven't like seen. Against- I haven't seen who has spoken out or some what, of the Tories, yeah. some of the Labour people. What I think is quite funny is how. Um, all the candidates are positioning themselves around Burko. Like mm. he's kind of, how, how do they compare themselves to him? Mm. Because it's being seen very much, I think, as people are either very for John Burko's style of speakership or really yeah. against it. Mm. Um, and so at the moment, because it's MPs, MPs are the ones who vote for the next speaker. It's an internal parliamentary election. So the MPs are being canvassed. They are for once being campaigned to in their lives. Mm. Um, and that's then they, they're the ones who decide who the speaker happens to. So there's a lot of sort of more gossip than usual mm. um, as the as the these pre-seasoned campaigners now campaign against each other uh, and their colleagues. Did you yeah. guys get an email from a, a candidate talking yeah. about do you know her? You know her yeah. She's not like, I, I can't remember who. Uh, no, it I was, know. Um, oh, what's her name? Is it Helen? Meg, Meg, Meg Hillier. Yeah. So she's basically, she sent um, all, all MP staff an email stating that she, um, is you know she's standing for speaker but the reason why she's contacting us is not because she wants us to mm-hmm. like talk to our MPs to vote mm-hmm. for her but then she started talking about some of the some of the things that have been going on in parliament so recently a report was um brought out by um oh, Gemma White about you know sexual harassment no harassment and bullying in parliament yeah. so she was kind of playing on that and I didn't think that was genuine and I just thought at the end of the day if you really felt a way about it when the report was out yeah, or beforehand yeah. you, you you would have probably seen or heard some of the 
bullying and the harassment culture going on in parliament why didn't you do anything then why is it now when you want to stand as a speaker that you're trying to play on that and for me i was just yeah i was a bit i don't know how she feel. i don't know how i feel about her like sending it to us and then saying you know i'm not lobbying you guys is that yeah uh, i haven't like, received the email because i work in a different uh, sort of team oh I, yeah no no i i read it and i was i like literally messaged my friends forward it to you if you want yeah please, please. i will forward <laughs> it to you and i was just like mm, yeah uh, you're a labor mp and i you know i support my labor peoples but yeah that's not on. Oh, I just didn't feel like it was on. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Moving on to the next topic. <sighs> okay, this one is like a very. I don't know. It's like a very upsetting subject to discuss. Really? So, um, it's about you know, MPs getting th- getting threats, yeah. um, specifically death threats, mm. and also the effects it has on staff members. Um. The reason why I picked this topic, um, well, the reason why Queen picked this to- topic for today was because me and, me and Queen were having a discussion and I was like, you know, um, I feel like, um, you know, MPs do get threats and stuff, but essentially as staff members, we we are the ones that are likely going to see it, the new MP, yeah. um, because we are the ones of that course. have access to their emails, yeah. um, we're the ones that go through their emails and... I feel like no one takes on board how the staff are feeling about certain things. Um, so, for instance, I'll give you an example. Recently, Jess Phillips had someone knocking on her door, calling, um, you know, her constituency door, calling her fascist. But she wasn't in the constituency at the time. Or she was, but she wasn't in the office. It was her staff members. And I looked through her Twitter and I listened to some of her interviews. And I, like all she said was her staff was in there. She didn't mention anything about their well-being. And um, I was kind of annoyed because without your staff, you can't function. Mm. And I feel, and even the media play into that as well. Like they never, when things are happening, they never discuss or talk about the welfare of the staff members who work for that MP. So I just wanted to get... Because we're in the background where, we're in the background where just, they kind of forget about (laughs) us because, you know, we do all the work, but... It's because the MPs are there in the limelight and the staff are just, you know, at the back. They kind of don't remember us in that kind of way. And it's, 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 it's that you're, you're actually right. Cause it's actually so, like, how do you go? Well, cause I'm in the constituency sometimes as well. And like mm-hmm. before um, the issue with Joe Cox happened, um, in our office, there was like no security. So like we just had our doors open so people can literally just come in we didn't have any cameras or anything and I would literally feel like so unsafe in like my place of work and if I was by myself like for one day I'd literally have to like lock the doors and say that the office is closed like can you imagine like that's your like and that's and that should you shouldn't have to be made to feel that way like you're scared for your life because you're scared that you don't know what person is going to come into your office you don't know their mood like our boss my boss is always saying guys like be careful um before you have surgeries like never leave like scissors on the table because sometimes we have scissors on the table because we're like we use scissors whatever (laughs) but he's always like yeah just you need to that's a weapon someone can literally do something to you and like you have to think of these things like now obviously like um since joe cox um security is in place you know we have a lock on our door we have like cameras etc but there's still an element of me that still has a bit of fear because you never know what's going to happen and then you're the ones that get the phone calls you know you have to listen to people uttering the most awful things about your um your member um people saying death threats that they wish that capital punishment would come back um we had someone also um it was quite weird though it's not like dangerous but it's just a weird thing to do we had someone do you remember when the syria votes were going on Mm -hmm. so someone sent like what are those is it lilies that are funeral flowers oh gosh yeah someone sent us funeral flowers with a note saying this is for all the um syrian children that you will kill or something ridiculous like that it's just like it's actually it's actually a tough job that we do like it's not just the you know the physical aspect of doing like the work like the emotional side of things is actually really draining and I just don't feel like we're given credit enough and I don't even feel like we're paid enough for this job to be honest but like we're just not given that credit and support pastoral care in in the commons they do have like the health and well-being service but not many people know about it and and that's really really bad but yeah I just feel like it's really bad and I think more needs to be done to ensure that um, staff members who work there 
are a, know that this service is available yeah. to them. Because like um, one of my myself and one of my friends Zainab, shout out Zainab, <laughs> um, shout out to Zainab. Look at what kind of English is that? <laughs> shout out to Zainab. Um, we were discussing Joe Cox. Um, may her soul rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just talking about her staffers who were with her when oh, she passed away. And I was just like, apart from them going to the court case, no one knows what's happened to them. We don't, obviously they would have been mentally scarred by what's happened. And we don't know if, um, you know, they were given the support. And when I mean support, I don't even mean just mean parliamentary support. I mean support from the Labour Party. Obviously they don't work in parliament. Um, They don't work in the constituency office no more. So I like, I, I, it's it's sad that we don't know what's happened to them. Do you know what what I mean? And I, I, I personally don't like that because I'm just like, they were there you know and they should they should also you know the level of um although joe did die um i feel like they we should have done i just feel like more should have been done in terms of like you know but we never know it could have been done behind closed doors maybe they didn't want it to be so public because of the nature of what Mm. happened to them um i'm hoping that they got support and they are still getting support support, i hope so we might not know just because of the sensitivity of the situation but then at the same time i just feel like you know when MPs and when everyone else is talking about, oh, um, you know, what happened to Joe Cox, and no one ever mentions, no one ever mentions the staffers because these people are alive and they, they, you know, imagine seeing some, your boss being stabbed and mm-hmm. shot. Nah, that's, yeah. So that's actually a good point. To be honest. Like no one ever talks about that. And it just, for me, it just feels like, I feel sometimes I feel like MPs don't, we, they don't really care about us as staff members. I just feel like we're just there to help them get the job done. And that's it. And I feel like, you know, if any MPs listen to this, you know, you guys need to come together and, or even not just come together, speak to your parties and just think about ways where you can support some of your, um, to support your staffers that work for you. Yeah. It's just, there is such, I think it's, People are being so dehumanised nowadays. I understand, of course, you should disagree with people. It's it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, being in the public eye, unfortunately, now comes with, there are consequences. And as yeah. people become more and more accessible through social media, um, it's just going to, it's just going to amplify. And people need to realise that staffers aren't extensions of their bosses. They are humans as well. Yeah, and their boss is obviously so a human. Right. And when people send in death threats, like, they're sending it to people who have children, who have mm-hmm. family or friends. And it's not just them that they have to start worrying about because, you know, if you're a hitman with good aim, that's all right. But mm-hmm. uh, if you're someone who's unhinged and you're on, or you're, you're anticipating someone who's unhinged, who's going to come at you with a weapon, you don't know who yeah. they're going to hit, who else they're going to hurt. Like that, there was a poor man who was, um, who I believe was hurt alongside with Joe Cox, was like yeah. trying to fight off the, yeah. um, trying to fight off the attacker. Of course, yeah. Like, you know, people who want to hurt MPs, it's not just one person they hurt. It's like anyone who commits an act of violence. Mm. Um, and even just suggesting it, even in a throwaway comment, it's just nasty. Just yeah. don't do it. We're better than that. It's keyboard warriors, you know. Yeah, it's so true. annoying. And I do, feel, and I, at the same time, even though I feel like the support is not really there for MP stuff, I do feel sorry for MPs because, mm. you know, this is the thing is a lot of people think this is a new thing, but it really isn't because mm. I think it was in 2000. Um, there was a guy called Andrew Pennington who worked for a Lib Dem MP oh, yeah. who was killed yeah. with a samurai sword. Samurai sword. And then in 2010, I think it was Stephen Timms was stabbed yeah, in his surgery. Yeah, I only found that out recently. I had no idea. Um, he still comes back. He still yeah. yeah he still. I see him just walking around at work. Like, like I, never, I can never. And, 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 and I never. And I never knew that until the whole Joe Cox thing yeah, happened same. because that's when it was mentioned. So this is not like it's a new thing going on. So I do feel like you know there needs to be. Uh, Obviously, they're putting in a lot of security measures mm. in constituency offices and parliament for um, MPs. But I still kind of, I still kind of feel scared yeah. for MPs at the same yeah. time. Just a little shout out to all the staff at Parliament who keep us safe because honestly, they are so nice. Yeah. The security I've, staff, yeah, 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 I've never seen such really. friendly people with machine guns. Honestly, <laughs> oh, and the police as well. Yeah, I, I, I like them. Honestly, because it's like it doesn't make people want to become MPs as well because you're not just fearing for your life; you're mm. fearing for your family. Whose daughter was it? Was it Yvette Cooper? Yeah. Oh, oh her daughter. Oh, that it's was like. Saying- she that's said, literally yeah. what it's about like, and I saw Amber Rudd's thumbed- daughter tweeting about it as well like you know oh, it just literally so sums it all up like it's not just you you have a family as mm. well and like you're not just putting yourself in danger like you're putting your family in danger for a job that you are passionate about mm. 
No, I and you can't have a past that. as well. Exactly. You can't have a past. You can't have a family. You just people just want you to be a robot who doesn't get paid, doesn't eat, and doesn't sleep. Basically, yeah. that's their dream MP. However, although we're speaking about such a um, sad topic, I do feel like you know this shouldn't deter anyone from wanting to get involved in mm. politics. You know, we need parliament and you know local government and all forms of po- political life. We need better representation so you know if you're a young black or mixed race woman if you're a young black or mixed race man you know or even if you're older please like if if you feel like the political route is for you then get involved join a party yeah yeah, that you align with and then um you know get active in your constituency of um your constituency and then you know maybe you'll be able to stand in the future but i just feel like um, although the, these are the things that happen, we we I still encourage you guys to get involved yeah. in it. Um, so just before we finish, we've only got like we've got like about like eight minutes left. Yeah. Um, just want to talk about the topics of this week. So obviously, we've recently well, we just found out that um, Joy Morgan's body was found. Mm. Um, so sad. Um, I was really hoping that. You know, she was alive, but yeah. no. It's peace for the family, I guess. Yeah, now that they found the body, at least her mum could give her a proper exactly, burial yeah. and stuff. But it's, it's just so, so much wickedness. Yeah, it's just so, it's so sad that it happened. My thing is, I just don't understand how, you know, she went missing in December and she was only reported in Feb of this year for me that I was just, I was just like, you know, universities, I'm sure universities usually contact your. I don't know, you um, know. Don't, well, I don't. I'm it sure. depends. It wasn't a during holiday period though yeah, so they wouldn't they might not have even yeah but she would have been back in jan so that's like a whole like six weeks before they would have noted that know. she didn't come in unless they just didn't take registers and stuff I'm that's not sure. true very tragic. just very very that's tragic. just oh, it's awful i know right like i just yeah it's, it's just a, but i have to i give the police credit though because they literally did i feel like they they didn't just give up on this case. Yeah. they wanted to find her body yeah. if know if she was out there which they did she's not forgotten so that's and and yeah we got good credits to the police for that actually so yeah but yeah it was a bit you know it's sad to to find find out that her body had been um found i hope the guy at least like tells them like why like no he ain't gonna do that for the fact that he couldn't tell them where the body is he's not gonna tell them why i have my I have a thought about why why it happened, but obviously yeah. I can't really be discussing stuff like that yeah. if I don't really know the facts. Yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah, but moving on, <laughs> Extinction Rebellion. Oh, Woo! I love this campaign group. Why? <laughs> I hate them with all my heart. Why? I like. Sorry, I hate is such a strong word. I dislike them. No, I, in your I, language, you... there. The core. I like them because I feel like Why? that's what campaign groups no, 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 do. No, no, no. They should be able. That's no, the way no, no, no. them campaigning and doing They're their protest. Them campaigning and doing protesting. their protest is them <laughs> using their voice. That's the way they are vocalizing no, how no, they no. feel about the. First of all, they're not even protesting. A majority of them are not even protesting. They're just they're having you... a festival in the middle of the road. <laughs> so sorry, it's not incorrect. It's not a protest, <laughs> and they don't even know. Half of them don't even know what they're protesting. How do they're, you know that? Have you spoken to every single person? No, no, forget that. Because if you Get look at what they're, if you even look at what they are demanding, you know that some of them don't to even know what they're talking about. To get zero carbon by twenty twenty five. That's six it's years ridiculous. away. How long has it taken for HS2 to even get off the road? And they want... And Crossrail as well. And Crossrail. <laughs> it just... And all, to get the country to where they want it to be would emit so much carbon it's in ridiculous. order to build everything that we need. The, I think the goal is admirable. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But 2045 is more realistic. The UK has said mm-hmm. that... It's even a dense. law that they said by 2050, they will reduce the emissions. They've already reduced it by 42% currently while economic growth is growing. Um, why are they not outside China's embassy? Why is it that the government... The government is actually doing... I think that the government is doing a pretty good job, to be honest. Obviously, there's more that they can do. Yeah. And I feel like... I'm so sorry about this, but Extension Re- Rebellion just emasculates white privilege. That's all I have to say. White privilege. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. When I when we did go oh, out, yeah. I took we have an intern in our office now, so I took her to like see the to see what was going on. And yeah, I I didn't see many black people, didn't see many mixed race people. Because didn't when you see get arrested for civil disobedience and you're a black or mixed race person, it's very different to be Tell arrested Mel. for civil disobedience when you're a them. white person. That's true. Tell That's them. been historically true. That is historically true. Tell However, them. they they weren't being violent. Like, and they gave us this like little leaf that says sorry for the disturbance. No, 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 no. You know. Mm-mm. 
That's just catching yourself. Sorry. <laughs> Even if they're not being violent, they are okay. They're blocking entrances to. People have found it People difficult to get to St. Thomas's Hospital. To get to the hospital. Oh, have they? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Wow. They have they If have you're coming from the north side of the, yeah, of the bridge, it. you can't, it's very oh, difficult to I get. know like all of Whitehall, not they've got to White, Whitehall, I was, and I saw Eston. <laughs> but they and some it's, other like minister it's, it's, like, it's not good. baffled about how are they going to get past. <laughs> and like, they, they overtook people's businesses those are how people those are people's livelihoods that's how they feed their family at Smithfield's market market. so normally the the butchers and the others would be there very early to set up their stalls in order for the day Um, but Extinction Rebellion protesters occupied the build well not occupied that might be a bit stronger term and incorrect but they arrived at the site um, and set up their own vegetable stalls to make Smithfield market plant based Oh, exactly. Wow. So, so I guess y'all can make your mind up on that one. I just find ugh, I don't know. Well, I'm I'm not here for them, and I find them hypocritical as well. So, so did you did you know that they were trying to um, consult MPs to submit a private members bill no. to make it 2025 zero? Well, I just I know, know that they were going to do that. I mean, it's law already 2050. So but private <laughs> members bills don't do anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they rarely get. They really they rarely get made to. Yeah, you know, they, the they're, they're a really good way to raise. Uh, awareness on causes yeah. but the likelihood of them ever becoming law is unless the Christopher Choke yeah, just shouts at it but that's different but exactly. what we will do is on our Twitter page we'll actually um, post a link to their um, private members board that they want um, MPs to put forward so yeah well that's it for today oh, we, it's so good getting back into this I know wow. <laughs> it's been a long time I know right um, so yeah next week you will be having um the other girls, so it'll be Aziz, Des, Tosin, and Julia, and they will be speaking all party conference policies, yeah. um, amongst other things. <laughs> so we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.